Welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you today? I am ready for this episode. I planned ahead today, Jeff. I ate before we started talking. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get, so it's always a good idea before you're listening to this show to have something to eat because... We tend to make our way to food, but today's show is all about food. We are going to have an in-depth conversation about dining, this time in the Magic Kingdom. And Magic Kingdom dining is a little unique, and I think is where Disney learned a lot of lessons. I'm going to jump to the West Coast for half a second, because we know Disneyland is the original park, but we've talked about how it's right in the middle of the city. So the need for dining in Disneyland is different than the need for dining in Orlando. And I think what Disney learned quickly and what if you look around, you will see as a guest, with the exception of a couple of new restaurants that they've added in the last 10 years, the restaurants here are tiny because they just never anticipated the volume of people that we see in the Magic Kingdom every day. Well, as I mentioned that we're talking tonight about dining at the Magic Kingdom. If you go back to episode 105, we did dining at the Animal Kingdom. If you go to episode 108, we did Disney Hollywood Studios dining. So this is the third one that we are breaking down. If you are interested in dining at the parks, those are the shows for you. But today is all about the castle and the magic kingdom and what we can do when we are there. So why don't we begin with our sit down locations? You bet. And there are five of them. Probably the most popular one that we get asked for all the time is the crystal palace. And I'm also going to tell you before I talk about the food there, if you go back to episode 49, which was five hidden gems in the Magic Kingdom. You can get the whole history behind the design of the Crystal Palace, which I just love. Yeah. But Crystal Palace is a buffet experience, and it is normally Winnie the Pooh and Friends. It has a super cute parade that the kids can take part of. It is definitely a family favorite. And I'm going to take you next to what used to be a family favorite of mine, and I'm going to show my age on this one and it is the diamond horseshoe back when disney first opened the diamond horseshoe was actually kind of a snack location with an awesome stage show so if you haven't been to disney in 30 years and you're headed back and you remember that welcome to the diamond horseshoe song that they used to sing you're going to be disappointed <laughs> It's a great place to do some sit-down dining. They added it as a sit-down, as I said earlier, because there's limited space for dining. So it's more of an overflow, a super simple menu, burgers and sandwiches, similar to the plaza, which you may say, where the heck is that? I don't even remember seeing that. If you're headed up Main Street and you make a right, it is the very first restaurant that you come to, kind of tucked away between the end of Main Street and a little garden there. Again, nice small restaurant, great for a quick bite, but where you don't want to wait in line and bring your own food. 
So if you are would- if you are interested in ordering something that maybe is called Taste Like Chicken because it is, or Dr. Fall's signature grilled steak, you would find yourself at the Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper's Canteen. Talk to me about that option. Well, if you can say it like you just did, <laughs> then you definitely deserve to go there. I always say that, you know, I'm not sure if it's a prank or if somebody in Imagineering lost a bet or wanted the title of longest named restaurant ever. It's that. I'm, it has to be that. <laughs> I'm just at a loss how we came up with something that long. So you'll hear it called Canteen, Skipper's Canteen, the navigation thing. It's got so many nicknames because the name <laughs> is so long. But it's an awesome themed restaurant. It's right across from the Jungle Cruise attraction. And the idea behind it is that this is a restaurant that the skippers all set up. It includes their mess hall area and all the great things that they brought out on tour with them. When you're done eating, it is very acceptable to go tour the restaurant. It's divided into several different rooms. Each room has a theme. Um, One of them has all the fine china and crystal that they had with them. And one of them has all these different butterflies. And so definitely walk around, take a look. The only thing I will caution you about is it is for more adventurous eaters. Even the kids menu needs to be a little bit more adventurous. But I will say, if you are a fan of the Jungle Cruise, you have to go. You just have to go. It's so it's so well-themed to go along with what it is. If you're, if you're a jokester and you, <laughs> you just want to enjoy it, for me, it, it, it's definitely, I highly recommend it. Uh, what other sit-downs do we have? Liberty Tree Tavern. It is a traditional Thanksgiving meal served 365 days a year, family style. Can't beat so that. So they're going to bring out big skillets, stuffing and turkey and mashed potatoes. And of course, what could be more American than an apple pie with vanilla ice cream for dessert? Again, it's served family style, and you can ask for more of anything you want. So some of the restaurants, like we've talked about before, some have a regular menu, some are a buffet, and then some are that family style, but with that unlimited option. Again, showing my age, if you remember Liberty Tree of about 10 or more years ago, you will remember that Mickey and Minnie were there in their colonial costumes. And unfortunately, they have not appeared in many, many years. So if you're remembering this as a character place, take the characters out of your head. <laughs> but enjoy the Thanksgiving feast nonetheless. <laughs> enjoy the feast. I think we have one more. We do. And it's one that I like to do for dinner on a day that I'm park hopping over to the Magic Kingdom. It's Tony's Town Square. And it's perfect on a day that you're park hopping because as soon as you come through the train station, it's right there on your right. So if you've had a long day in the park and you're all the way back by Big Thunder Mountain, it's kind of a bit away. As its name implies, it is Lady and the Tramp themed. So you're going to have that infamous spaghetti and meatballs, some great pizzas, chicken parm, all Italian. Again, beautiful restaurant. There's a fountain and a sculpture of Lady and the Tramp in there. They also sometimes use this restaurant for doing the Halloween and Christmas parties. You can do a dessert party on the patio because you will see the parades come right by their window. 
Let's go to our signature experiences. We had mentioned as we started tonight's program that it's all about the castle. It's the Magic Kingdom. So tonight's signature dining experiences both take place inside of a castle. What do you got? We have Be Our Guest, which is Beast Castle. And it is incredibly thematic. So we've got three main rooms to the castle that are open for guests to dine in. The first is the ballroom, complete with the window and the snow falling. We've got the west wing and be sure when the thunder and lightning goes off to keep your eye on Beast's picture and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And then the third room is their art gallery filled with tapestries of all different scenes from the movie. It is what we call a fixed menu restaurant. So everybody pays the same price to dine here. And then you pick just like a regular restaurant, but it automatically you have multiple courses. Currently it's $37 a child, $62 an adult, same price and same menu for lunch and dinner. Again, in How Has Disney Changed? I used to love Be Our Guest for breakfast and lunch when it was a fast food restaurant, but that is no longer an option. This is also a really unique character experience. It's the only character experience with one character. You will get to see Beast come through his lobby and he does pictures in the library. What's... But if you're looking for that three meal a day option, yeah. Cinderella's Royal Table upstairs in the castle, complete with princesses and fairy godmother. And remember, all characters are always subject to change. Also, a prefix meal, $27 a child, $42 an adult for breakfast. That same $37 and $62 for lunch and dinner. Those are the cash prices. And I know, Jeff, you mentioned that this was a signature meal. For those that are unaware what that means, when Disney dining plan is in effect, a signature meal is two credits on your sit-down dining. Probably the most important thing to know about sit-down dining and signature dining is it is incredibly rare to walk up to a restaurant and be able to get a reservation. Especially those signature meals book up very quickly. Dining reservations currently open at 6 a.m., 60 days prior to your vacation. If you're an on-site guest, you or your travel specialist will be able to book dining for you your entire stay, all at that very first 60-day mark. If you're an off-site guest, you'll need to book your dining 60 days prior of every day that you're going to the park. Because since you're off-site, Disney has no way of knowing how long your vacation is going to be. Let's kind of get away from the signature dining and the sit-down dining. There are a number of quick service options inside the Magic Kingdom. And one of them that I think is the most visible is Casey's Corner. You bet. And Casey's actually holds a distinction that not many people know. But it was someplace that I went on the Magic Kingdom food tour. Casey's has the absolute smallest kitchen of any restaurant on property. I believe it. <laughs> and frankly, I'm really surprised that they let us in because we took up every square bit of extra space in this restaurant. Think of it. If you have a galley kitchen in your house, where you have got a counter on the left, a counter on the right and a little path in the middle. 
They're missing that counter on the left. They've got one on the right and that little <laughs> pathway in the middle, and that is their entire kitchen. Well, but it's, it's got to be. Their hot dogs are well loved. Yeah, I was going to say it's got to be part of the reason why mobile order is such a big part of their business plan. Get it, it is. get it in, and get it out <laughs> as soon as you can, right? Well, that's the perspective from the business, but I have to say, mobile order as a guest of the park is a real game changer. You're not standing online forever waiting for your food. You're able to order your food ahead. So those of you that are working with picky eaters, people that need a good distraction online, we'll often order our quick service lunch or dinner an hour or two before we're ready to eat. We're waiting online and Buzz Lightyear's 25 minutes. I pass around my cell phone and everybody orders their food an hour and a half before we're going to the restaurant. Gives them time to look at the menus. It's a distraction while they're standing online. We place that mobile order with our pickup time. And then we get a text notification. As soon as our food is ready, we're going to press I'm here as we're walking over to the restaurant, get that text notification, head in, grab our tray, and we're good to go. So it's a great time saver for me. Well, and we should point out it's not just for Casey's Corner. I don't want any, but we mentioned it with Casey's Corner, but it's not exclusive to Casey's. It is not. It is quick service locations all over the theme parks, as well as being able to use it in your resort. So again, while everybody's, you know, maybe not the most personable first thing in the morning, if your family is like <laughs> mine, we can order our Mickey waffles from our room so that nobody has to have the honor of talking to my family in the morning. <laughs> all right. Where are we going after Casey's for another quick service meal? So many choices here. Um, and what I say, especially in the Magic Kingdom, where there are so many, is most of them, probably with the exception of Casey's, I'm not willing to go out of my way for. So I'm going to eat what's convenient, what I'm walking past. I'm not going to take 15 minutes to walk across the park. Uh, Columbia Harbor House, a fish and chips option. Cosmic Rays is chicken and some burgers. Cosmic Rays does have Sunny Eclipse. Mm -hmm. So a little animatronic entertainment while you're dining. Cosmic Rays is also usually the home to all the dance parties during the special holiday events. So keep that in mind. I was at Cosmic Rays exactly once and it was a, a trip that we took before children when the Magic Kingdom was open for 24 hours. And so we, there you go. we found ourselves... Right there at Cosmic Rays at about uh, like one thirty in the morning. <laughs> so we're trying to figure out what we're going to do next. Oh, um, look, a table and chair. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. Exactly. The Friar Nook, as its name implies, is a nook. It's three windows. It's not an indoor location. Um, they are known for being the home of the loaded tater tot. So mm. definitely somewhere to check out. Gaston's is really more of a snack location, but super cute. They're known for their cinnamon rolls. So a lot of people make that a breakfast option. Take a look around. You definitely want to see the antler chandelier and much more there. And all of his decorating antlers and all of his all decorating. Of his decorating. <laughs> we often end up at Picos Bills or Pinocchio's. Um, Picos Bills is going to be burgers and tacos they've got a little fixings bar to go with your tacos so you can add 
tomatoes and shredded lettuce and all of that. Everyone's happy to fix their own. Lots of seating there. A great spot if you're having a late lunch and then want to hop out to see a parade. That's right at the beginning of the route for the afternoon parade. Yeah, we end up there a lot, too. And Pinocchio's is our other favorite. Very limited spots that are right up against the window for It's a Small World. When you've been in that boat, taking that great voyage out to sea, and you look up and you see people waving to you, <laughs> they're enjoying their meal at Pinocchio's. Probably about 5% of the tables have that great window view, but it's fun to sit there and wave to the people on their boats. And often they have little signs that you can hold up for people as well. Awesome. All right. So we make our way from quick service to to really just snacking our way through the Magic Kingdom because... There are a number of different places where we can go and get some snacks. Where do you want to start? I'm going to start with what my family teases me most about. (laughs) Okay. It is the Main Street popcorn cart and not the one at the beginning of the park, the one right on the circle. I swear to you, the popcorn there is different. (laughs) I like my popcorn from there. (laughs) It makes a great take-home item. Seal that popcorn bucket. You could have it two days after you get home and feel like you're back in the Magic Kingdom. There you go. That is a favorite of mine. Anyone looking to bring me home a souvenir, it's the Magic Kingdom popcorn <laughs> cart. Okay. But that's not everybody's favorite. No. We know where Jeff's favorite is. We send Jeff over to the Aloha Isle. What do you love there, Jeff? Anything. Anything that somebody's going to order ahead for me, I will definitely go ahead and, and have. Uh, the traditional... Uh, Dole Whips are are obviously never a mistake, uh, but I will say that if you're if you haven't been there in a long time, you, you should check out some of the things they've added to the menu. They have some seasonal things that come and go, certain certain things based on any kind of things that have just come out and and they tweak. So take a look at it. Don't be afraid and and try some of the the newer offerings that are maybe there for you. These snacks that we're talking about are all at little carts or little windows, and they all have kind of signature items. The egg roll cart is super, super popular. They are known for their cheeseburger spring rolls, so a very unique culinary offering. Um, Again, that was included on the Magic Kingdom food tour. The Cheshire Cafe is not open a lot. I haven't figured out why they open and close all the time. But the cat's tail is a pastry with orange and green icing that is a super popular favorite. Uh, The Plaza Ice Cream Shop on Main Street and right next door to it, the Main Street Bakery, which also conveniently is home to Starbucks. And if we haven't given you enough calories or options (laughs) that you like, head over to the Liberty Square Market. It is an open air market that has whole fruit, cut fruit, pickles, kind of a unique assortment of snacks, but many of our healthier choices. Yes. If, if we can't interest you in a cheeseburger spring roll or something that has been made in the bakery or in the ice cream shop, come on over to Liberty Square Market and have yourself a banana. It'll be, it'll be lovely. You'll enjoy it very much. I will say, as, you, as you're talking about that area on Main Street where the bakery is there and the ice cream shop is there, there might not be a more intoxicating smell than that particular part of the Magic Kingdom. If you are not a sweets person, you are a sweet person the minute you walk by that area of the park because it is pumping out of those locations. 
So that ice cream shop is known for two things. One is their ice cream sandwiches because the sandwich is between two fresh chocolate chip cookies. Oh and God. that is the main smell coming to that area. Definitely. And they are also known for their literal mini kitchen sink. Mm -hmm. It's a kitchen sink that holds two scoops of ice cream. It's a plastic sink that you can take home as a souvenir and it is decorated in Minnie Mouse theme. If you had to, if you had to pick one, are you going the sandwich, the ice cream sandwich? Because that's what I'm going. Pick one. See, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you get one, your partner gets one, you swap half of them. Uh, you know what? You're not wrong. All right. What else do we need to know? You're a good sharer, Jeff. Come on. <laughs> what else do we need to know before we wrap this one up? Very unique to this park is the number of dessert parties that they offer. So lots of opportunities for extra sweets in case that didn't do it for you. Head back to episode 104 where we cover all the dessert parties in all the parks, but it definitely would not be a complete food tour if we didn't touch upon the fact that you can have sweets galore and a healthy item or two thrown in as you're enjoying those fireworks. Well, Sandy, I, I do appreciate that you had something to eat before the show. I did too, but I hate to break it to you. Even with having eaten before the show, I'm now sufficiently hungry. I wish I had a cheeseburger spring roll here with me right now and a Dole Whip to, to wash it down. So you've done your job this evening. You've made me hungry, even though I already ate. I thank you for that. Well, my pleasure. That's why, you know, when you're planning, it's important to lay out all of these things, secure the reservations you want. And make sure you have a snack or two on the list so that you're not disappointed. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram for other Disney fans to enjoy. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.